and welcome to Justice Losers, the most unqualified podcast talking entertainment news and reviews. I'm your host, Preston, joined as always by my delightful co-host, Batman. Matt, what should people do? Like, subscribe, and tell a friend. Yeah. Oh, that's what you've been up to, is right? Yes. Yeah, we, we just, were just did talking news. About it. I'm saying that as if to segue into it in a fun way. Matt, what you've been up to? I have been watching... Everything's a lie. Yeah, pretty much. This isn't. I have been watching How I Met Your Father. Oh, so is that that's like a mini series, right? Eight episodes or something like that? I don't think so. I feel like I remember seeing that it's like gonna be a self contained series. I'm pretty darn sure it won't be. Cause I did see the big reveal. It's like, oh, they live at Marshall and Lily's place. The swords are still there. Yeah. What fun. Uh How is it? Uh I mean I'm three episodes in. I think there's only three episodes out so far. Mm-hmm. Um, it's fine. All right. It's, uh, apparently getting really bad reviews from both critics and general people. Oh, okay. Um, so I am like a little self-conscious about feeling okay about it, <laughs> but I have your own opinions. Don't be a sheep. I mean, yeah, I'm having my own opinion right now. I'm just, I'm wondering if I'm wrong about my own opinion. That's all right. Who cares what other people think? Uh, let me look this Everyone up. else is sheep. How many episodes will... My opinions on everything waver from episode to episode. It's true. I hate that about myself. (laughs) I also like it because it, like, it, like... My opinion is not steadfast on anything. Like, I... Mm -hmm. Like, I don't know. Makes me think about things more. Mm -hmm. Uh... I have to reevaluate if I like it or not every time, which gives me new insights every time. It looks like they are doing a 10-episode season, um, oh, okay. and we don't know if they will do more than that. Okay. Um, they have taken a couple of steps to make it a little more self-contained, yeah. um, but it is kind of the same structure. Um, you've got six friends, and they live in New York and have like weird amounts of weird sex, and mm-hmm. uh, are trying to find love. Yeah. Subways are terrible. Yeah. This is the through line. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, beyond some loose callbacks and some similar structure, it's kind of just a it, its own thing. Um, and I think part of the problem is it's hard to disentangle it from how much your mother's legacy. Mm. Like, is it actually just a fine sitcom on its own? Or is it a pretty bland sitcom that I'd have no interest in watching if it weren't related to the sitcom that i spent a lot of time and energy watching yeah and knowing and loving um like i don't know it's hard to tell i don't have the the benefit of distance from my own opinions to yeah be able to know but um are the characters generally similar um not really you could sort of maybe give me a little uh, let me give you a little lay down of the characters of yeah so the main character the uh, ted mosby you might say of the mm-hmm. series is i uh, don't know any of their names but uh hillary duff's character oh, okay yeah um, she's back i forgot about that yeah uh so she's uh Got you was alive mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um she's a uh photographer um and uh is desperately seeking for the one um, and has been on entirely too many Tinder dates and many of them have gone very badly. Um, and so she's very upset about that. Um, but she hopes to meet the the right guy eventually. 
Okay. Um, Red guy have a yellow umbrella. No. Okay. Um, there is uh, the guy that she is kind of interested in in the moment at the moment, but is also kind of just friends with the uh, Robin, you might say. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is Jesse. I know his his character name. I don't know his actor name. Okay. Um, he is a it's Jesse Eisenberg. Yes. Uh, <laughs> kind of looks like him, like maybe oh. like a cousin. Okay. Um, Jamie Eisenberg. Yeah, probably. Um, he is a Jesse B. Eisenberg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh he is a part-time music teacher um and a bit of a cynic about love um but is uh he uh has some interesting little backstory with this character um he's kind of a dork but not like aggressively so okay um like he could also be the ted mosby analog okay like there's some stuff where you're like this guy seems like he'd be real weird to be around, but yeah. also there's some stuff where you're like, hey, you're all right, guy. Yeah, so it's, so it's me. We don't have any of that latter, latter no, thought true. process with you. I'm just weird to be around. Yeah. But it's like a fun weird. So you, like go, yeah. you walk away from it going like, huh, I laughed a few times. Yeah. I feel dirty. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a shower. Yeah. Um. Let's see. There is... Uh, Jesse's adoptive sister, um, who is a recently divorced lesbian woman who, oh. um, as opposed to a lesbian man, I guess, um, who, <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, the, her, her ex-wife, um, and her were the only two lesbians in a small town in Kansas. Mm. Um, and so she's moved to the big city to, uh, meet more fish in the sea. Um, and, uh, party it up a little bit. Yeah. I guess um, she is very awkward, like socially awkward, um, but has a lot of optimism and kind of get up and go spirit. Does she have glasses? No. You know exactly what I was about to start going towards, didn't you? You had a smirk on your face. It's a outcast from a small town in Kansas that moves to the big city. Is a little oh, awkward. Yeah. <laughs> Gets a job at a newspaper. Yeah. Calls for someone with a alliterative name yeah <laughs> uh yep leave it in the comments if you got it yep gauge <laughs> um uh let's see there is uh uh did i say outcast yeah i meant like transplant transplant yeah immigrant Immig- well, <laughs> well i'm saying like Emigrant. someone who like stands out right like, and it's, like, different from everybody else. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just doesn't have laser vision. <laughs> Not yet. Although, <laughs> although, randomly... although, I'll get into it in a minute. Although. <laughs> oh, is, this a, is there a valid theory of this? I have something. Oh, that'd be hilarious. I don't know if this is actually something. Um, let's What's see. What's this on? Uh, Hulu. Okay, so it won't be. <laughs> if it was on HBO Max, like, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well, no, but you know who owns Hulu. Disney. Disney. Right. You know who Disney also has? Superheroes. You know what some of those superheroes also have? Not Superman. Laser Vision. That's true. This is an X-Men prequel, man. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get into it. Um, Let's see. There is... If I get Barney Stinson <laughs> as an X-Man, I will die. <laughs> <laughs> that would be the actual greatest thing. Um, 
there is uh jesse's friend whose name i don't know um he is uh he owns a bar um and he has a he's engaged to a woman who he's in a long distance relationship with now um long distance relationship with now it's not like a catfishing situation we know who she is it's cool is she a pharmaceutical person she's a a surgeon okay so you have a guy who owns a bar that's in a long distance relationship with a medical personnel you haven't seen this show (laughs) daredevil (laughs) new girl oh late new late new girl okay Uh, mid to late new girl okay yeah nick miller ah so spoiler he owns a bar great which is like honestly it's a little bit of a spoiler for the character because when it starts he's a deadbeat with no Mm -hmm. like no prospects in life okay so it's like a big character growth for him you should watch that show it's pretty good i've watched a little bit over hannah's shoulder i've seen enough to know that i probably wouldn't like it very much okay anyway anyway um nick miller person yes nick miller person i mean he's kind of put together um and yeah he's in a long distance relationship that's the most interesting thing about him um and then (laughs) there is a i feel like that's the most interesting thing about most people who are in long distance relationships Mm -hmm. (laughs) gauge sorry uh there is uh hillary duff's character's friend um i don't know her name she is hillary guff she's probably the barney stinson of the group okay um bangs everyone uh yeah i mean she's in a in a relationship at the start of the show but like uh very promiscuous and like critical part (laughs) of not being barney stinson (laughs) um and like just kind of has random minor superpowers occasionally like for some reason a character in one of the episodes needs to travel cross country on a whim and she's like i had a thing with a polish pilot once and suddenly free plane tickets or something oh, i don't know okay just like just connections everywhere yeah gotcha. stuff happens um and the guy she's in a relationship with is a incredibly uh, insecure about all the relationships she's been in <laughs> <laughs> uh no but he's incredibly insecure about the fact that he is a british trust fund baby who has been kicked out by his family oh. um and is basically has no idea how to actually be a human being um very lovable guy so shit's creek no, very lovable guy. Oh, okay, fair enough. I've only seen one episode of Shit's Creek. I've seen about four. Okay. Um, which is enough to know that I'm not that interested in keep watching, I think. Maybe I should, but um anyway, uh yeah, that's the six of them. Uh it's a good little contingent there. Um they it like you could probably draw analogies between each of them and the uh characters of the mm-hmm. original How I Met Your Mother and surely they were take drawing from the same template for some of them but they yeah. do it they seem different enough they yeah. seem to have drastically back different backstories like yeah yeah it's definitely not just play all the old hits again they're, yeah. they're trying to set out and do their own thing which is good um i mean they've got some of the same writers and producers from before um i mean they, they all seem to be like interesting enough backstories that like they'll play off each other well enough yeah they do that's something i feel like we really don't get a whole lot of in how i met your mother is like their backstories that I that I remember at least. Last time I watched yeah. it, I was dating my high school girlfriend. Mm-hmm. So that's been how long has it been since I was a junior in high school? So 2013. So probably about a decade. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I haven't seen it in a while. Yeah. Um. 
mm, not like their backstories themselves, but like the backgrounds inform the characters and the character decisions they make. Right. Um, yeah, this one, I mean, we're three episodes in. We don't have a whole lot of character yet. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of backstory and then gotcha. throw them out into the world and let them play with each other. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, they, they feel like they feel like the original characters, not in the sense that you could like map them onto them and say, Oh, right. same personality, same back. But in the sense that like, they feel like, uh, interesting, flawed, largely likable, but also kind of unlikable in the right places. Mm-hmm. People, um, the sort of people you can follow around and not get tired of necessarily, right. but, um, aren't necessarily just going to, uh, glorify them or put them on a pedestal anything like that um yeah the writing is solid which is a big step down from how i met your mother how i met your mother has really good writing um and this one there are a few moments where they're like sort of capture the spirit of the original but mostly it's just like yeah this is fine yeah every now and then there's a but i suppose that's to be expected yeah um yeah, I don't know. We'll see if it kind of comes together more in the end, but I'm, I have seen enough to know that I don't want to stop watching at this point. Mm-hmm. Ringing endorsement over here. Yeah. All right. All right. Anything else? Uh, I also started Blue Planet 2. What? The sequel to Blue Planet 1. What? Is it like a nature documentary? Yeah. Oh. With David Attenborough. Oh, it's a, oh, it's Edinburgh. Yeah. 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 All right. You started it? Yeah. You're not finished it? It's an eight-part miniseries. Oh. Gotcha. Yeah. So docu-series. So when I said documentary and you said yes, you lied to me. Yes. Good. For the purpose of confusing you. Good. This Good. is my role. I like being confused. Mm-hmm. That's why I had untreated ADHD <laughs> for 25 <laughs> years of my life. <laughs> 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 yeah (laughs) anything else oh how's that going oh it's good um so is it sad we watched any sea lions eat penguins yet no no sea lions eat penguins um we watched uh some walruses struggling to stay on melting ice flows though oh yeah is it all about global warming it's climate change sorry (laughs) as the son of a prestigious meteorologist i really gotta get that right (laughs) yeah so the original one uh the original blue planet came out in like 2001 um it's like still square format yeah um and it's it's really good uh this one is it's like the exact same topics so it's Mm -hmm. like they'll explore the same parts of the ocean in each episode um but they have for one thing they have much better technology for capturing different kinds of footage and and things they can go deeper yeah that's, that's exactly they can go deeper they can capture uh smaller bits of uh bioluminescence mm-hmm. so you can go deep and turn off all the lights and watch all the little pew 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 plinks of light um and they've given it a little more narrative thrust by discover discover dis- they, they've given it a little more narrative thrust by discussing um not not even just climate change specifically but um more broadly environmental degradation so like there's a right. shot of a whole bunch of plastic floating in the ocean and yeah. stuff. It's a little more uh, docu series with a message so far, gotcha. at least. Um, but yeah, no, it's uh, I mean, gorgeous camera work, fascinating yeah. creatures, excellent narration. So imagine it's good stuff. getting to be one of the camera people that 
did that did that show it'd be kind of terrifying i just get to travel and put myself a mile under the ocean and die yeah get attacked by a swarm of humboldt squid yeah what (laughs) yeah there's a swarm of humboldt squid in one of them and they like attack the camera oh (laughs) they're in a submersible so it's fine but like yeah they're just like swimming down they just have a snorkel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's kind of fun. There's a shot and it's like mostly dark water. It's kind of lit up and a squid just kind of pops out of nowhere and attacks the camera. And it's like, whoa. Huh. Good jump scare. Good. Anything else? Nope, that's all I got. All right. Well, I have not completed or done anything to completion. You're useless. But I have, I am halfway through two things. I did your mom to completion. <laughs> I'm going to go get her. I'm gonna go get her here and tell her what you said. <laughs> so I have two things that I've done halfway through, and I feel like I could talk at least a little bit about. Okay. One, so I'm halfway through uh, Multiversity. I was gonna say the other one, then I blanked on the name, so I'm jumping to the other one. I don't know what that is. Tell me what that is. Multiversity is the Grant Morrison comic book uh, or uh, graphic novel series, comic series, uh, that is basically... DC really just trying to figure out how the hell to explain the multiverse in DC. Okay. Um, it's a lot of mystery. Okay. Because basically what it is, is it's like several 40, I think 40 page issues mm-hmm. that just follow or like that are centered in one of the worlds, one of the universes. Mm-hmm. And it's them piecing together a bit of the overarching story like there is there is a store a through line of the whole thing of like somebody doing something bad and taking mm-hmm. over or whatever but um as usual as usual but it's each one of the universe is finding their piece of it and the through line of all of it is that there are these comic there's this comic book that has been made okay in all of them and it's been told been said to be a cursed comic book that you'll like go insane or whatever and die or or some way that's fun but what the comic book is is it is a a story of it's like a fictional superhero Mm -hmm. but it's a superhero from another universe and Mm -hmm. so like earth 13 has a comic book that's a story of these fictional superheroes but they're the actual superheroes from earth like seven uh-huh. And it just kind of explained how that all happened. It, like it goes, it kind of really quick, like pan one panel per. It goes through all of the crises events: Crisis on Infinite Earths, uh, Zero Hour, Infinite Crisis, Final Crisis, Flashpoint, all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts with like ah, the Flash. Every all, like all these universes vibrate at a different frequency. They they inhabit mm-hmm. the same space but vibrate at a different frequency. Um, and the Flash, who is like all about vibrations, was like, "Hey, I can like change my vibration and maybe go to one of these other universes." Mm-hmm. And that's like the Flash of two worlds. It's the first time they're this. God damn it! It's the first time that like you've had multiple universes interact, uh, and then it just like it was like, "Oh yeah," and then that just kind of kept happening. And then like all of these stories are told, and they become fictional universes, and blah 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 um i wish i had nice boobs so when you said the flash of two worlds it would have been perfect (laughs) god uh and it's it's kind of interesting like i got got to the point where it's like um i guess it's kid kid universe 
and it's like okay. little little kid Batman and little kid Superman and little kid <laughs> like they're all like little kids. What the? Um, and he like finds the book and then it then it lines out all fifty two universes and like what they each what each of them are, uh-huh. with the exception of seven. There are seven unknowns. And so you've got Earth Zero, which is the one that the new Fifty Two is. That's mm-hmm. Earth. Uh, Earth One is the one that's like, um, I think I talked about it a while ago. There's I think like so. Earth One series, and they're like interesting takes mm-hmm. of like right at the beginning of their careers. Mm-hmm. And so like that's that, and it's like it's a new universe that like that just developed, and like everyone's like early in their uh, superhero careers. Mm-hmm. Uh, Earth Two is uh, like the other kind of newish take on the original justice society. Mm-hmm. Uh, then there's Earth three, which is the super villain, the villain justice league earth four, blah, 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 all the way through. And then like, and they line out each of them. They have a pictures of them. And it's kind of interesting. Cause like you get the Elseworld one that like mm-hmm. all the Elseworlds one. There's one okay. of them. That's the red sun universe. There's one that's oh, the fun. kingdom come universe. Mm-hmm. There's one that's the, uh, the Gotham by midnight or Gotham by gaslight. Mm-hmm uh universe it's cool. like all these different ones there's the one that uh and i can kind of see i don't know if yeah the flash show like the cw would have drawn from this because there's the one where like they're nazis mm-hmm. um and stuff like that Isn't there always um and all, it's like it's kind of interesting to see how they like bring it all in and explain how everything and how like apocalypse like dark side and apocalypse and new gods aren't in the universe they're like exterior to the universe they're part they're in the the bleed like the omniverse okay thing. um comics are weird man comics are freaking weird dude um but like oh i'm halfway through it i'm for the most part enjoying it um some of them are really interesting i I think the problem is that I'm reading it wanting to get the story and the explanation of the multiverse and not, like, get little bits of the stories of all of these different universes. And so, like, it's just, mm-hmm. like, there's 40 pages of each of them. Three pages are the ones that I'm looking for, basically. Right. And so I'm kind of just skimming through it. I'm not really getting a whole lot. Um, one of them was kind of really annoying. Um, had, like, Captain Adam, which is definitely Dr. Manhattan. Even had like the little logo, and he's like a full blue guy and stuff like that. Fun, because um, it hadn't been revealed at that point that the that the um, Watchmen universe is in it. Um, but it like I feel like it does what Watchmen does with Doctor Manhattan, where it like plays with time and tells you store bits of story and mm. that like, mm-hmm. at different times and stuff, but confusingly, and mm. so it has like I think it's about I think. That's the thing. The president was assassinated. Who did it? And like the... The comedian. Uh, we know this. Yeah. Uh, it's actually Peacemaker. Oh. Uh, and so like, why did he do it? Who's all behind it? And they kind of like, and there's like the big reveal about like who was a superhero like right at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's following Vic Sage, the question. Mm-hmm. who's like trying to figure it out and piecing it together. And it does like right at the beginning, it impressed me because it did something where... It was a guy talking to his daughter walking down kind of a spiral staircase, but it followed it at a profile where it was like him going him like left to right and then mm-hmm. like going down the stairs and then turning for the the 
uh, stairs going right to left. Mm -hmm. And so that's how you had to follow the panels is like in a Z pattern. Okay. And at every point there was something in the dialogue that explained or that kind of like mentioned it. So it was like, uh, like, Oh, we're at a turning point, And then like something about like, we're going backwards. Mm -hmm. And then like, and then something about like, uh, uh, something about going forward and then we're like at rock bottom when it was like at the bottom of the page it was just like something like that that i like in the dial like oh that was kind of fun comics are occasionally pretty cool yeah and then i got to like three pages later where i could not for the life of me tell if it was read the left page then the right page or then or read all the way across because it was doing panel by panel combining three different stories it was like a person confronting peacemaker like the girl confronting peacemaker Vic Sage trying to understand or find out who killed her mm-hmm. and then Peacemaker killing her. Mm-hmm. But like, and it would just interact and I was like, I can't tell what the next panel is. And so I literally spent like a minute sitting there going like, okay, that's what that dialogue says. Does that naturally follow that dialogue or you does that naturally? cutting out panels and <laughs> taping them together. Yeah. Um, I mean, it kind of did an, inter- did an interesting thing where it told the story um it had different color tones but like the objects were in the the in the same place so in one panel there's like a statue and you see half of it mm-hmm. and then the next panel it's the it's a different scene mm-hmm. same location where the okay uh, the statue was in the other like you see the other half of the statue so it's like one cohesive room mm-hmm. and so like there was really interesting paneling in it and i like i appreciated all that but honestly it got a little too confusing for its own thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's all I have to say about that. In defense of that particular page that I've never seen or tried to read. Yep. You just explained to me exactly everything that happens in there. So clearly you understood No, I did. It, it took just... me like four minutes to understand it. <laughs> okay. I um, mean, it, it, one could argue it's more of like an impressionistic means of communication. Yeah, I know. Impressionistic diminishing the momentum of reading mm, fair so that's okay. what i have to say about that cool uh it's kind of interesting i i like it, it mm-hmm. um i like how the, the way they explain the way the multiverse actually works um and how all of the religions are somehow simultaneously all in it and they have like heaven and hell and then the new gods and apocalypse and then mm-hmm. like uh olympus and the underworld and like all the okay like, all those are all all exist cool um the other thing i'm halfway through is smiley's people which is the third book of the carla trilogy uh, yeah uh i don't really want to talk about the story a whole lot because it's it's a big like mystery of like oh what's this guy trying to freaking do um what i do want to talk about <laughs> is the fact that there was a 20 page chapter where smiley developed a picture and looked at it Ooh espionage books have never been high octane and fast paced Mm -hmm. other books would put that in about a paragraph yeah but this one it's him like so what it does is basically he develops it and it's like explaining why he's developing it and then giving a little bit of insight into like oh we have these tradespeople that are like on call he could just walk down the street that's like a 20 minute walk and say hey develop this picture and they will Mm mm-hmm but he prefers the trial and error of blah, 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 giving a little bit of insight as to his, like, mm-hmm. his weird uh, preference for inefficiency, mm-hmm. uh, which I think is a whole commentary on its own of the espionage 
industry. <laughs> um, and then him starting to look at it and like, and he does kind of a superficial look of like, all right, this is what's going on. Mm-hmm. Then he goes into a little bit of a deeper dive of like, all right, what's the scene? Like what's around, what's in the background, what's in the foreground, what are things that I can gather from this? Cause basically it was like a person who he trusted a lot wound up dead and just before he wound up dead, he called the circus that he was retired from mm-hmm. uh, and said, I need him. Tell him I said this. And okay. so that's all Smiley has to figure out what the hell. And it's like apparently a big thing. He's like, tell him it concerns the Sandman. I have two proofs. And that's all he said. And so it's like DC con- crossover Sandman. It's constantly Smiley like referring to that. It's like, all right, two proofs. And then he like, and then the develop like the picture was one. And he's like, all right, what's the other one? I don't know what the other one is. And also, what does it have to do with the Sandman? And like, blah, blah, blah. Like all these, all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And so he's like, trying to like, what's important about this picture. And so he's like looking at it a little bit uh, deeper level. And then, um, and his wife, who was banging the original trader at the very big, at the very first mo- uh, book movie, book mm-hmm. and movie Spoilers. calls him. And like this, just like inter er, injects this new emotional conflict in him. Mm-hmm. When he goes back to the picture, everything constantly goes back to her because then he starts like looking at like each of the people and like he looks at them like head to toe analyzing every single thing about them Mm -hmm. but then it starts adding in like what would Anne say about them like would Mm. Anne have sex with this person because like that's the thing is like (laughs) the it's like really sad about his relationship is like she was constantly having affairs and he knew about it but like his life was espionage and he couldn't do anything about it and super depressing and like um, it's been a through line of everyone being like, oh, hey, smi- hey, George, how's Anne? He's like, she's good. And then <laughs> never like actually explains to people. And this one, uh, his person who's like, was his boss-ish, uh, just got divorced. And he's like, I need your advice on how to ha- keep a happy marriage. And he's like, happy to help. <laughs> and like he just he just keeps that facade. Stiff uh, upper lip on what? They actually have like a meeting set up that I haven't gotten to yet of like having that. I'm excited to see what that what happens there. <laughs> um, but that scene or that chapter, it's, I think is where I realized what I like so much about espionage. Mm-hmm. When I also like the fast paced like Mistborn and stuff sure. like that. I like getting so much about a character. Like I like character and I like reasons for things. Mm-hmm. And Lakari spends so much time like giving you that. There's a lot of times in D and D like that when I'm DMing, mm-hmm. I'll have like a character have a, or an NPC have a reaction or say something. And something that I do. So like everyone looks to Matt Mercer mm-hmm. and Brendan Lee Mulligan and Matt Coville is like, they're like the gods of DMing. And like, you want to be like them, but something like they don't do that. I do that. I keep interjecting into it is like, then I'll explain why this person is doing this. I'll add a little bit of like, just like, Oh, this person's stressed because they've never been in this kind of scenario before. And now like they're, mm-hmm. now they're trying to figure out suddenly why they're having to do this thing. Like, this is not what they're in for. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not something that the players would have just like gotten from the dialogue, but I want to add that little like of like depth to the characters. Yeah. And that's something that he does in these books is he like, he will spend 
20 times as long on one thing mm-hmm. if it adds both both depth of character and also like walking you through the like slow process of espionage because mm-hmm. like that's like what he's doing is he's trying to figure out from two lines like two things the guy said and like nothing else whatever this guy had that was like <laughs> some big like evidence to something mm-hmm. and he's like i don't even know who it's about it's probably about carla i'm sure it's about carla, carla. yeah um but i don't know that's just that's where i realized that I was like this i really actually like this stuff mm-hmm. makes it kind of hard to like flip pages like it's not like sure. a page turner yeah but like at the end of it i understand smiley really really well mm-hmm. and so i can't wait to go back and watch tinker taylor soldier spy and go like smiley wouldn't do that and then just like lose respect for one of my favorite <laughs> movies of all time great uh i love it yep ruin it for you Did you know alec guinness played smiley really yep and i think it's the spy who came out from the or came in from the cold there's a really old movie I knew that. Movie I've about seen that. that. And Alec Guinness plays that. Yeah, I've seen that movie. That is nuts. Yeah. Obi-Wan, or no, Ben Kenobi plays George Smiley. Yeah. He's was not he in kinda, it very much. Was he kind of pudgy? Uh, I don't remember. It's oh, okay. been a few years. I really like the story in that one. Mm-hmm. It's one of the good ones, apparently. There's a spy. And he, uh, he, he gets really cold, so he, he comes in. Yeah. yeah. But Isn't the night manager Lakari? Yeah. Yeah. God, he's so good. <laughs> I love Lakari. <laughs> Just yeah. ran an espionage arc in my D&D campaign, and I'm never doing it again because it's so complicated. <laughs> but like, it was so satisfying when all my players got all the pieces together. Yep. Are you going to read all of Lakari's books? No. I think when I finish this trilogy, Spy Who Came In From The Cold and The Perfect Spy. Okay. Are probably the only other two I'll read because he's got so many books. Yeah, he's got like eighty. But like those are like the two that are constantly at the top. Because I actually went through mm-hmm. like I did the thing where I pull up fifteen different like ah the best Lacare books and like mm-hmm. those are perpetually in them. Yeah. Um, Thanks, Watch Mojo. Yep. <laughs> uh, so I think I'll uh, I'll read those two when mm-hmm. I can get to them. But I've got a bunch of other books I'm gonna read too. So. Yeah. Sounds good. Yep. Cool. Yeah. I think that's. I've got one other thing that got I remember. one other thing you did? You've been doing? You've been dud? Yep. Done me, uh... doodles? <clears throat> Uh-oh. Widespread they stand, the Northland's dusky forests, ancient, mysterious, brooding, savage dreams. Within them dwells the forest's mighty god, and wood sprites in the gloom weave magic secrets. Okay. That little poem was the inscription... Uh, on the score when Sibelius published his tone poem, Tapiola. Okay. That probably sounded like a lot of nonsense to... It did. <laughs> John Sibelius is a Finnish composer of late romantic, early modern music, um, late 19th century, early 20th century. Uh, most famous for his symphonies, but he also wrote uh, some tone poems or symphonic poems, which are uh, single movement, standalone pieces that are usually a little more descriptive than a symphony. Symphony tends to be very abstract music. It's like, oh, here's theme one, here's theme two, and mm-hmm. then we'll do some theme interactions. It's not really telling a story or explaining a picture. Usually, I know there's exceptions. Don't at me, Berlioz. Um, <laughs> that was such a specific <laughs> reference. <laughs> yep. Uh, if you know, you know. Um and Tapiola is one of Sibelius's most famous uh, 
tone poems and i've been listening to it a bunch because mm-hmm. um, uh, reasons um and it's about uh like the dark finnish forests um and the forest spirits um it's just 20 minutes of really interesting tone colors and he does some very fascinating things with the orchestral sound um it's all kind of built out of one little motif which is one thing that sibelius does really well with his music he Mm -hmm. makes these huge complex architectures out of really tiny little fragments um the first movement of his fourth symphony for example the one that you said sounded like a ship and it's coming up to a storm yeah that is like it's like a 12 minute movement and the whole thing is based out of the four the first four notes Hmm. Like all of the all the musical material can kind of be traced back to that in some way, okay. Um, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, I've been listening to Tapiola, and I was like, I, I was aware of the piece and I'd heard it a couple of times before. Um, but listening to it again and listening to it, kind of, I don't know, I don't know if I am qualified to listen to it critically, but like with more open ears, mm-hmm. it's really impressive. Like from a technical standpoint, and also from just like this sounds really cool standpoint. Yeah. Um, and just, it, um, I read a long time ago, a Tumblr post about, uh, someone was just like, what if there was a, what if forests were like oceans and the farther you went, the deeper, the the taller they got. And so like the darker it was and you got bigger, weirder animals. And wouldn't that be a fun idea? And listening to Tapiola is kind of like having that experience. Okay. Um, it's just, it starts out with kind of like reasonably normal stuff and then it just, the music gets progressively wilder and just darker and stranger hmm. um and then it settles beautifully into just a nice little resolution at the end but you get some really interesting stops along the way all right so check it out if you got 20 minutes to burn all right and a decent pair of headphones i have a very good set of headphones okay i constantly shed black flecks all over my body Okay, well, uh, prepare to have 20 minutes worth of Black Flex, because you can go listen to Tapiola, son. Probably won't. Ought to. All right. You'll, you should text me at some point and remind me. Not right now, because it's not going to work, because I'll see the notification and I'll never see it again. That's true. Just, like, randomly text me during the day. I'm going to schedule a text right now. All right. Okay. Uh, that's <laughs> it. That's the other thing I wanted to say. All right. Tapiola. All right. Well, I think that's pretty much it. All right. We can probably wrap it up pretty there. Pretty shortish episode, but... Neither of us been up to a whole lot. Yep. It's fine. This yep. is our life. Yep. Cool. Shall we? We shall. Thanks everyone for listening. Uh, you can find us on Spotify, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and Podbean, and most other places where fine podcasts are pervade, but not SoundCloud. Not SoundCloud. Not SoundCloud. Uh, but yeah, you can check all the other usual places and uh, we'll, we'll be there. Uh, we're on social media, sort of. Um, we're beginning the ramp up process towards some actual content again, which I'm excited about but also apprehensive because it means i have to actually put like work into this stupid thing again a letter from someone named margaret smith Mm. does he have a secret correspondence with maggie smith guess so does she live in wisconsin (laughs) (laughs) yes she immigrated there The, the climate is so good for her health I, uh, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter at Just Us Losers Pod, Instagram that same at Just Us Losers Pod. Uh, we have a Gmail, Just Us Losers Pod at Gmail dot com, uh, where I want. This is coming out in a week. I really hope something <laughs> terrible doesn't happen in Ukraine this week. Gage, help me out here, buddy. <laughs> Uh, to that justusloserspot at gmail.com account please send me your stream of consciousness thoughts as you listen to Tapiola by John Sibelius 
I'm intrigued to hear what that would that would be. That'd be fun, I think. Good little experiment. No one's going to do it. Do you when should. It's going to be ADHD films, so suddenly it's going to be thinking about my to-do list <laughs> in the middle of it. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah. So that's uh, that's, uh, that's what's what's going on there. Um, let's see. Look forward next week to probably another slow news week because it's still January and nothing's happening. Um, but we'll get there. When's D23? Um, on the 23rd of December. That's not true. That's not true. Looking it up. All right. He's looking it up. Uh, in the, They're experiencing technical difficulties. In the meantime, I uh, have nothing else useful to contribute to this discussion. So I'm going to say thanks for listening. Bye. Oh, that's in September. Bye. Bye. Bye.